No fear. No political correctness. No wokeism. You're listening to Underground USA. Before we get to this morning's episode of the Captain's America Third Watch with Matt Bruce, I'd like to touch on the subject of Brittany Griner's release. Shouldn't warrant a lot of statement, but something needs to be said. I've been writing a lot about and talking a lot about culture and the culture wars in the United States lately, and that's because our politics and our government stems from our culture. What our culture mandates is what we get. That's why the saying goes, you get the government that you vote for. Our government has exhibited an incredible contempt for Americanism in how they went about the release of Brittany Griner. They could have negotiated the release of Paul Whelan, who is incarcerated in Russia on espionage charges, but who maintains his innocence. Brittany Griner knowingly went to Russia with things she knew she shouldn't have brought, admitted she was guilty, and was sentenced to prison. So why does Brittany Griner's release mean more than securing the release of an ex-Marine who is charged with espionage but who maintains his innocence? It's because of the demographic. The Biden administration and the radical left in the United States only sees skin color when it comes to anything. They saw a black female, and automatically she needed to be the priority, not the white male. We can't get past an era of racism, which really was put to bed during the 70s, if we don't stop looking at skin color in everything. And this is starting to go with gender, too. That dovetails into the piece that's the headline over at Underground USA Today. We all must engage in the culture wars because government doesn't have a say over our culture. Even though they're trying to right now, they're trying to socially engineer, and that will affect culture. And if they can get control of culture, our nation is dead. Then we live in a totalitarian country, and it's on that path. The culture wars means you don't shy away talking to your neighbor, talking to your family, talking to your friends about current events, and that includes politics, government, morality, and ethics. We need to start having conversations about this, because right now we have a government that lacks morals in a great manner and has no ethic. They're willing to manipulate the truth to manipulate the people. That's our fault, because we've refused to talk about politics and culture and ethics and morality with our family, friends, and neighbors. We've been told it's not polite to talk about politics. Well, at this point, if you don't care about survival, maintain that attitude. It doesn't mean you have to get into an argument about it. It doesn't need to be that. It can be a civil discussion, and you can agree to disagree, but we need to get these issues out on the table. Because right now the federal government has changed our country over the past 50 years, and probably even more, to a centralized form of government which our framers abhorred. They equated that with monarchy, tyranny, despotism, and totalitarianism. So as we go forward in this Christmas season, 
let's not only remember the reason for the season, it's not materialism, and let's also engage in talking about our culture civilly, kindly, and wholeheartedly with the people we love. It's a great place to start. Right now, this morning's segment on the Captain's America Third Watch with Matt Bruce. Joining us right now from uh, the panhandle of Florida, and I would dare say he can't see out the window what's going on because it's pretty foggy up there. We've got Frank Salato, UndergroundUSA.com. Mr. Captain. They're applauding down here because we're not in the fog. Yeah, it's uh, it's fog season up here. So yeah, it, it's it, just... rolls, it rolls in uh, rolls at about four or five o'clock and then stays here for a while. But eh, you, you get used to it. Yep. it's kind of cool. Yep, I can see it from here. I'm looking at it all the way across I-10. <laughs> yep, all the way to Houston tonight. All the way to Houston. All the way across I-10. Now we are going to talk about Brittany Griner. Don't worry about that, folks. But it's not going to be the lead story coming out of my mouth because I got something better. And the people in Georgia would hold this against me if I didn't throw this out there. Because <laughs> I found out right away from some listeners and some people that listen to us on 920 The Answer in Atlanta, Georgia, that Stacey Abrams has been shown the door, literally up there, by the Democratic Party in the state of Georgia. Wait you hear this. Continually losing in politics has a way of breaking even the strongest bonds. And the bond between the Democratic Party and Stacey Abrams has, up until recently, been ironclad. However, according to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, that's the liberal Bible up there in Atlanta, though the honeymoon is over, Abrams is now being told, take a long walk off a short pier when it comes to running for any more political office in Georgia. Yeah, it's uh, she didn't follow the follow the rule, and that is, if you lose a race, you have to run for something higher. Yep, in the Democrat Party, and because that seems to be the formula from coast to coast. If yep. you if you lose a race for state rep, you know, you run for senator. If you lose for state senator, you run for governor. If yep. you lose for governor, you run for U.S. federal office. Yep, even Beto O'Rourke knows that Texas. So Stacy. The self-righteous, pompous indignation that you've shown for at least the last four years and through this election, I I hope you enjoyed the ride because your e-ticket has expired. Well, she has been gaslighting, trying to make it sound like as if she had something to do with getting Warnock elected. And according to the people uh, in power, they said she had nothing to do with getting Warnock elected. She did very little to help him. And uh, to pretend that Abrams lost because she was just so darn awesome at defending democracy and helping others is hilarious, according to Lauren Grow Wargo, who happens to be a member of the Democratic Party up there in Georgia. Yeah, Stacey Abrams is a spotlight hog. She was a nothing legislator when she was elected to the state house of Georgia, which she was elected. And she was a nothing candidate. She was a race-baiting, self-righteous jerk. So why would Democrats want to keep supporting her in her losses? You told me before we went on the air that there's a rumor being kicked around that she wants to run for DNC chairwoman. That's correct. Well, she's about to learn a nasty lesson about how the Democrats treat their losers. Yep. Because she's not radical enough to run for DNC chair, and they will dispense with her pretty damn quickly. 
So she better get her her mommy porn writing chops up and get back to the private sector because that's all she's got going for her. Well, the race for governor was a winnable race. It failed spectacularly with Tracy at the helm. So said David Brand, a Democratic consultant who worked for President Joe Biden. Now, these delusional rants, he goes on to say, don't help anything, and they take away from Senator Warnock's win and the work of his amazing team. Now she's trying with a 52-part tweet to give <laughs> to give herself credit for getting Warnock elected, and nothing could be further from the truth. Hold that thought. Hey, Stacy. Hey, Stacy. It's 147 characters, okay? Yeah. Hold that thought, my friend. <laughs> Folks, we'll be right back with more with Frank Salvato, UndergroundUSA.com. Don't go anywhere. The fun is just starting right here on the program. I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Captain's America Third Watch. Why a shotgun? Why a shotgun? I'm just texting him back. I'm just posting a story. I'm just changing the song. I'm just... No. When it comes to distracted driving, just don't. Sending a text takes your eyes off the road for just five seconds, but in that time, your car can travel the length of an entire football field. Any distracted driving just isn't worth it. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Did you know that Yopon is the only tea plant indigenous to the United States? Hi, I'm CJ, the owner of Emerald Coast Tea Company. We have a line of Yopon teas and Yopon tea blends that will open your eyes to tea that is literally made in the USA. Check out our entire line of teas at www.emeraldcoastteacompany.com. Honey, this ain't your mama's tea. News, insight, passion. AM 930, The Answer. All right, back to Frank Salvato. UndergroundUSA.com is the website. And good morning again, Mr. Frank. Mr. Captain. Now, it is time for the GOP to get on with things, wake the hell up, and realize that the same old, same old, different day is not going to work. They've got to get involved in the early voting, like it or not. They've got to get involved in the ballot harvesting, like it or not, because it's legal in some states to do it, including Florida. It's legal if you do everything you're supposed to do. And they need, and by the way, Florida's not one of the problems they have with voting. Uh, So there you go. So what do you think? Well, aside from being better acquainted with how to get the vote out, which you can't do 21st century voter turnout with 20th century tactics. Yep. We're well beyond the make sure you get a yard sign in someone's yard and put a bumper sticker on your car. We have to be able to figure out how to touch every voter electronically, digitally, even by hand if we have to. That's what Democrats have been perfecting over the years. Uh, They've got their ground game in 50 states. So we can't just rely on, okay, let's focus on voter turnout for early voting. Uh, let's let's figure out how they've capitalized on vote harvesting, which I thoroughly disagree with. Uh, I, I don't think it should be legal in any state. You are responsible for your vote, period, dot. And I think there should be a 
an Eric Holder-style initiative. And by that, I mean 50 states, urban areas, uh, hitting the capitals to lobby for restrictions on voter harvesting because all it does is it cultivates vote fraud. Yeah. Um, but we have to start, instead of just telling people how bad the Democrat policies are and how they have pivoted hardcore towards socialism and fascism in the extreme, we have to start explaining why Republican policies are better for people. You can't just demonize people. You have to give them a viable and a preferable alternative. And that's where we didn't do jack in the last election. Mm-hmm. We told, we warned everybody about what Democrats would do. We, we told them what they did, how it affected them, and how awful they are. That's why 70% of the country said we were going in the wrong direction. But we didn't tell them what we would do, and we didn't tell them how we would do it. And quite frankly, when you go back over the years, we've kind of lost our bona fides on fiscal responsibility because every time there's been a Republican in office, including Donald Trump, the deficit has exploded. Yeah. We're not good stewards of our financial future. So when we talk about balanced budgets, we have to walk the walk. When we talk about making sure that we have responsible spending, we've got to be the brick wall that stops it, not just talks about it and then goes along to raise the debt ceiling again, or goes about it to create a, a less egregious budget than the, than the year before. And quite frankly, we've got to stop signing on to these continuing resolutions. Mm. I believe there's 12 budgets that need to be passed every year. Mm. That's their job. Form the budget, negotiate the budget, Pass the budget. Stop with the omnibus spending bills and break them down and do your job. If we can start explaining that process and demanding that we have budgets instead of continuing resolutions, then we're going to see victory going forward. Mm -hmm. Now, I've been asked about this uh, basketball player swap, Griner, for the uh, war merchants, a merchant of death. There we go that Tom, Senator Tom Cotton called him yesterday, what my thoughts are. Well, here's my thoughts, uh, first of all, and it's the way I'm going to display this and leave it. Our president, Joe Biden, got the wrong person back from Russia. He should have gotten Absolutely. our former Marine, Paul Whelan, back, the longest person in captivity, in Russian uh, captivity. The rule of thumb has always been you go after the one that's been there the longest. That's been the rule of thumb. And she admitted that she was guilty of what they charged her of. Mr. Whalen, in my understanding, did not, because he was there for a totally different reason. They accused him of being a spy. And normally you trade a spy for a spy. That's not what we did. So even the Democrat, Senator Menendez from New Jersey, said that he's deeply disturbed by Biden's decision, that it never should have happened that way. So Biden is not uh, doing the right thing for, for a whole bunch of people. No, he's not, but he's he's being true to himself. He chose a black woman over a white man mm-hmm. because that's the only thing this administration sees when it, when it comes to the people in the United States is demographic. The choice was, was a, a no-brainer for him. You had to get the demographic that was a minority demographic. You had to give them preferential treatment before before a white male. 
Now, when you think about the way Americanism and the way America should have reacted, you never leave a man behind. Because he was charged with espionage, whether he was or not, that puts him in the service of his country in captivity. Yeah. And that means we should have <clears throat> used every resource to get him out. The fact that we went for someone who was a WNBA player who openly said that she hated our country and who openly admitted she was guilty of the crime that she committed in a foreign country yep. over someone who served our country in the, in the U.S. military and was wrongly accused of espionage, and we trade somebody who was a, an arms dealer who targeted Americans in the field, this is where his priorities lay. Got to placate the special interest with, with opportunistic and sensationalist headlines instead of doing the right thing by people who've already served the country. He, this administration is pathetic. Are you uh, holding on to your chair handles? <laughs> I can't be. Wait till this one. CNN. Yep, CNN, the Communist uh, News Network, Clinton News Network. That's what we used to call them back in the day. The catastrophic viewership numbers have shown up again, for them anyway. They are now below on a weekly level and on a daily level. They are now below 500,000 people per day watching them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Laughing Man is... Okay, Laughing Man is about to go nuts here. Okay, there we go. Uh, but anyway... There, there are more people watching reruns of Gilligan's Island than there are watching CNN. I believe you're right. I believe you're you right. Know, and, and, and the fun thing to think about, Matt, is that... This show gets six times what CNN gets on a daily basis. Uh, well, that's about the, the size of it, and yeah, there are numbers yeah. up there. Mm -hmm. Sure, and we're <laughs> so, just and we're just so, talking about the numbers we can see on the internet. Yeah, yeah. So we're not CNN. No, no, and we're not going to be. All right, hold that thought. Frank's going to stick around, folks, for another segment. If you want to give us a call, you can, 877-969-8600. I'm going to let Kathy take us to break. Why? Because I can. You're listening to the Captain's America Third Watch, heard live right here on this station from 2 to 6 a.m. Eastern Time, overnight Monday through Saturday. Call 877-969-8600 and tell us what's on your mind. Some people won't give you the real talk on drugs, but it's time we know the facts. Fentanyl is killing people. It's a powerful opioid, often made illegally and commonly mixed with illicit drugs. It can even be pressed into counterfeit pills that resemble prescription medications. Just two milligrams, about the size of a few grains of sand, could potentially be lethal. This isn't an ad to scare you, but it is an ad to make you think twice. Get the facts. Go to realdealonfentanyl.com. This message is brought to you by the Ad Council. Hey, this is Judson Carroll with the Southern Appalachian Herbs Podcast. One thing Frank always reminds me to mention is that my books and my podcasts are not limited to my region of the Southern Appalachian Mountains. I'm a master herbalist with a working knowledge of hundreds of herbs that are available all around you no matter where you live and keep your family in optimal health. I'm now offering a free newsletter through Substack. Please find me on Substack at Judson Carroll Master Herbalist or JudsonCarroll.com. And I look forward to communicating with you in the future. Thanks.
News. Insight. Passion. AM 930. The Answer. Okay. Frank Salvato, UndergroundUSA.com, has decided to stick around for another segment, and I thank you very much for doing that, my friend. Anytime and always, my friend. Now, you wrote a great article yesterday. I got a lot of people that said, hey, have you seen the article that Frank wrote? And I said, no, but I'm going to check my email. And by the time I did that, there it was. Uh, and people should go, by the way, to undergroundusa.com and sign up for the articles uh, that you write and the different news pieces that you put out because uh, you're on your A-game all the time and people need to know that. You know, we have all these, uh, quote, news sources and news agencies where they're supposed to be this, that, and the other and all that stuff. But you and I have been peddling around for, I don't know, 22 years or whatever it is. And uh, we never ask for anything in return, but for just us being honest about what we put out there, because we tried to get it right when we got it out there, instead of all this half-cocked garbage that people threw out there that wasn't true most of the time. Yeah, what I try to do is is to tackle one subject at a time and and give you an opportunity to exercise your critical thinking skills because there's always more to a story than meets the eye. Yep. And it's not just the same 13 chosen words that need to be repeated over and over and over that the mainstream media does. You get a little more in-depth to it. It's like the old days, good version of the Wall Street Journal when they would write an article and leave you with things to think about so that you could ponder the thought all the way through. Mm-hmm. Uh, the story that's a lead over there today is a, is about something that I just found ironic. You know, there was a, a group of, of lesbian activists who were protesting the incarceration of a trans man in a woman's prison who were attacked by members of, of the thug group Antifa, and the lesbians identified the thugs as men because they had male organs. So uh, this miracle round of transgender, LGBTQ, and we have to look beyond everything, and we can't you know, we can't say anything is abnormal, and, and we also have to expect suddenly it all falls apart when there's infighting on the fringe. What if these Antifa people identified as doorknobs or or furry people or whatever? How did they know? Well, the knee-jerk response is to actually fall back to what the the truth is. If these people were men, they were men. If they were women, they were women. If they were white, they were white. If they were black, they were black. There is no special interest moniker that's used when when suddenly you're attacked. Mm -hmm. Anybody listening to a police scanner can hear it. You know, it's not, well, we think there's someone who identified as a transgender Cocker Spaniel running down Center Street because it, they, them robbed a a gas station. No, it's either a white or a black male running down the street dressed in a black black hoodie and black clothes because he robbed this. Mm -hmm. All that special interest gobbledygook falls by the side when suddenly you're in an emergency situation. Yep. I, I can't imagine what it would be like trying to use pronouns in the back of an ambulance on, on telemetry. Oh, it, boy. It would be ridiculous. Yeah, it would be ridiculous. Yeah. But, but the, the overriding thing that I tried to hit on here is that we have these fringe groups, these radical, self-righteous, self-absorbed fringe groups on the left that are trying to bring the fringe into normalcy. 
everything about the fringe into the realm of normalcy. And the question we should be asking ourselves is once they get all of the fringe into normalcy, doesn't that give them the opportunity to redefine what abnormal is? And should be we, we be worried about that? What will be abnormal when all of the abnormal is now normal? True. It, it's, it's got a political tinge to it that should chill us to the bone. Because with the way that we're taking a knee for everything that the World Economic Forum wants to do, and, and in a fascist manner, I might add, the things that they may start labeling abnormal and not normal to different things in their world could very well infringe upon our freedoms. And that should be the scary thing. So we've got to start drawing a line in the sand. I don't have a problem in the world with anybody who, who wants to identify as a rooster. I don't care what you want to identify as. You just can't lie to me and tell me that I have to accept it as normal. Mm -hmm. I don't judge anybody. I don't want to judge anybody. I don't want anybody to judge me. Judge not lest ye be judged for our biblical friends. But don't try to sell me the BS that something that is only that only affects 0.6% of the population of the United States mm -hmm. and 2% of the population globally is something that's supposed to be normal. Mm -hmm. I am a tolerant person. I will try to understand it. I will even empathize. But don't sell me the BS that that's mainstream normal because it's not. It's just not. Yep. Maybe wonderful people. I have no problem with it. But you can't say it's normal if it's not. You can't say the sky the, that that the sky is is chartreuse when it's not. Mm -hmm. Here's one for you, and we'll make this our last story because we're running out of time. There's a YouGov poll that came out again yesterday. You gotta love these polls. This one is not a liberal poll. This is a conservative poll. Uh, and DeSantis leads Trump in a GOP battle for 2024. Now I think they're trying to do this bait. They're trying to get DeSantis to say, oh, man, look at this, look at this. And DeSantis did make an announcement yesterday. People did make an announcement. Before his inauguration in Tallahassee, he's going to meet with his large donors, have a meeting there. What that's going to be about, who knows? Yeah, I think he's on the right. He's been dropping hints, but I think he's on the right track, Matt. You've got Democrats are already way, way, way ahead of us at the state level. They are. They've got initiatives looking at, at the attorney general's offices. They've got, they're looking at the internal state office because they want to be able to affect change at a state level. Yep. Republicans are obsessed with Washington, D.C. We're not supposed to be. We're supposed to be obsessed with the power of the state and states' rights. So DeSantis has been hinting that the power to actually neuter the centralized government that we now have in the United States, which is not what we're supposed to have, the, the solution is at the state level and the banding together of like-minded governors. He's said it a bunch of times. Governors are the solution. Governors need to band together to bring about this change and to protect our way of life. If he's serious, he'll be getting those governors together and staying at the governorship. All right, and we will be talking to you again Monday morning. Can't wait to find out what's going on then. All the talking head shows are going to blast everything all over, aren't they? <laughs> yes, they are. All right. Take care, my friend. Stay well, my friend. If you're in the Tampa Bay area this week.
Please subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating or a comment if your platform lets you, and sign up for our Substack mailout at undergroundusa.com. It comes straight to you, circumventing the censors, and that's a very important going forward. Our culture depends on it, and that's one of the things you can do is make sure you have direct lines to good information with thoughtful, critical thinking. And that's what we offer at undergroundusa.com. Share it with your family, share it with your friends, share it with like-minded people. My name is Frank Salvato. You're listening to Underground USA. We'll be right back after this. This podcast is a production of the Compass Point Group.